This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to an all-new episode of the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast with yours truly and Sally Sausage exclusively on Russo'sBrand.com with Channel Attitude. Today we have an interesting episode. We are going to get down to some nitty gritty stuff as well as some fun stuff. So without any further ado, let's dive right on in. First and foremost, I just want to give you guys a brief update. This is something that I have been loving doing with you guys and just keeping you all on my journey. So um, in like two days or so, it's about to be my birthday. Super exciting, super fun. Um, and then like a week after that, or you know, or so like 10 days after that is my return to the ring. It's also Santana Garrett's return to the ring. We're both colliding. We are no strangers to each other. She is an impeccable force of her own. She is the Wonder Woman of professional wrestling. Um, and I am the Madam Hydra of professional wrestling. So it's like Hydra, Captain America. It's awesome, uh, if I do say so myself. So if you want to get in on all the fun that this match is going to be, as well as a stacked roster over at Lucha Patron in Santa Rosa, California, you can grab your own tickets at luchapatron.com slash tickets. Very, very simple. Um, today we are going to have a Hollywood news update, a world news update, a brand new segment that I am super enjoying with you guys that is none other than feel good news with myself and Sally Sausage here, um, as well as some motivation to carry through the week. We, Depending on time, we might even be able to toss in some things they don't teach you in school but should. So if we don't get into that on today's episode, then we can definitely head into that on my YouTube channel. Um, today is more of a casual day in the life of Taylor Hendricks. Whenever I'm going to be working with dogs, I, I do not just... I don't know. I just don't go full glam. I don't see a point. And it's also kind of harmful to my skin. Um, so today is just, you know, a legit glimpse of the day in the life of Taylor Hendricks. Um, you know, just hanging out, you know, just doing my tiny house on wheels thing. Um, getting to work with these two awesome dogs that are just loving rehabilitation and learning what love is. And it's just so cute. Uh, really exciting. The weather has been utterly ridiculous. It has been one minute super, super crazy hot. Next minute, it's super, super cold. I, I do not. Mother Nature, what is going on? <laughs> so, but it's been, it's been interesting. So, yes, it has. Hasn't it? Yes, it has. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> first things first, if you are into all things Hollywood, what's going on with movies, television, comic books, pop culture, and so much more, then my Hollywood news updates are for you. So let's dive right on in. First things first, I really wanted to draw a huge spotlight on this because it just really hits close to home for me personally. So let's go. All right. Yellowstone. Uh, let's try that again. <laughs> um, Yellowstone star Cole Hauser is apparently doing such amazing things. He is a proud sponsor of the Special Operations Warriors Foundation. Um, he's helping provide more than 1,100 scholarships for kids who've lost military parents. To me, this is absolutely amazing. I come from a, a, a long line of just generations of family that have been in the military. Up until recently, one of my, my aunt's uh, daughters was actually recently in the army. So to me, this is just absolutely amazing. You know, I had family members who served in 
in World War II, in World War I, in the Civil War, in the Revolutionary War. Uh, they went to Korea. Uh, you know, just I, I, one of my uncles was in the Navy for like over 20 years. So to me, um, I'm, it, it's something that is very close to my heart. And Cole Hauser, this is so amazing. So this is one of his ways of helping uh, military families, kids, and also honoring uh, his grandfather who was in World War II and was a Hollywood producer. So to me, that is so amazing. Over 1,100 scholarships for kids. That's absolutely awesome, wonderful, feel-good Hollywood news for a change, right? <laughs> Next up on the docket for Hollywood news is another list from Screen Rant. So I definitely want to hear your thoughts on this. <laughs> Screen Rant put together a list of all kinds of Disney remakes that are currently in development and or already have a release date scheduled. So here we go. There are 15. And a couple of these, I'm like, no, don't touch those. Leave them alone. Just let for all that is good in the world, just leave them alone. Um, let me hear your thoughts on this because I just shared mine. So, I mean, fair's fair, right? <laughs> so, according to Screen Rant, we're going to have a live action remake of Snow White, and that is going to be brought to you on March 22nd of 2024. We're also getting a live action Lilo and Stitch, and that is slated for um, May 10th of 2024. And we're getting Mufasa, the Lion King, on in July of 2024. They didn't give an actual date yet, but it is in July of 2024. Now, all the rest of these from number four all the way to 15, they're currently, quote, in development. So there's no actual release date yet scheduled, um, as far as I was able to tell. However, once that information does, in fact, become available, I will definitely update you guys. You guys know the way I do it. Um, coming in at number four is Moana, and that is currently in development. We've got The Hunchback of Notre Dame. We've got the Aristocats, and I'm like, no, leave them alone. We've got a Cruella 2, uh, that could be interesting. We've got Tink, which I'm like, no, just leave it, leave Peter Pan alone. The Sword in the Stone, that made my soul so sad. I'm like, just leave it, just leave it alone. Just please, just stop. And number 10, Hercules. I am such a huge fan of the animated one. I'm just like, oh. You guys are crushing my soul right now. Just crushing me. Um, coming in at number 11 is Jungle Book 2. 12, we've got Bambi. Number 13, Aladdin 2. Um, and then 14 is Robin Hood. And number 15, ugh, The Black Cauldron. Why can't they just leave these alone? Like, you know, I'm all for, you know, live action stuff and whatnot, but... Just the way stuff is going these days, just just leave it alone for now. Just 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 put a pin in it, please. Just just pause, hold the phone, just stop. But I want to hear from you guys. What are your thoughts on this? Tell me, tell me, tell me, please. Let, let's share some thoughts. <laughs> Next up in the Hollywood news, I'm actually pretty interested in this. I'm not going to lie. I grew up really liking the Sex and the City series, and they have a spinoff, in case you were wondering, on HBO Max, or now, quote, the Max app, uh, called In Just Like That. And apparently, for their season two finale, we are getting a return of Samantha Jones herself, played by none other than the iconic... Kim Cattrall. I do not know what sort of sorcery. I feel like I have, I think I have Sally first stuck in my eyelashes here. <laughs> I do not know what sort of sorcery they legitimately had to pull to make this happen because as you may or may not know, there's been a huge feud and some bad blood for a while now between Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker, which is very interesting considering, you know, Carrie Bradshaw and Samantha Jones are legitimately best friends on the series, um, Sex and the City. So it's very interesting that in real life, that is just, it is not the case. So I am super curious to see what exactly goes down, but apparently she is in fact making a cameo 
in the season two finale for In Just Like That. I cannot wait to see this season actually because Aiden is back. I don't know how I feel about this because I feel as though, you know, like maybe we should have just left Aiden alone. You know, I mean, Carrie cheated on him, you know, for big and, you know, big dies and then just like that, spoiler alert, uh, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. So I'm going to reserve judgment, but l let's put a pin in that. I think we're going to be putting a lot of pins today. <laughs> I think that's just the way the episode is going. But Kim Cattrall is back for the season finale of In Just Like That for a cameo as Samantha Jones. All right. DreamWorks is piling on through and moving forward with production. Uh, production is set to begin this summer for DreamWorks in their live action remake, here we go again, of How to Train Your Dragon. They have officially cast Hiccup and Astrid, um, and the movie is slated to be released on March 14th of 2025. Uh, so far, they have hired on Mason Thames and Nico Parker. Moving right along in the Hollywood news updates is some stuff revolving around the writer's strike, Deadpool 3, and Ryan Reynolds. Um, I share a lot of the same sentiments, actually, that I saw from other people online about this news. So here we go. Ryan Reynolds is officially legally barred and banned from being able to improvise and rewrite any lines on the set in production of Deadpool 3. Now, with this being a rated R film and, and, and the writer's strike and everything going on, it's like Marvel. One of the reasons why Deadpool's character was so amazing is the humor that Ryan Reynolds brings to the character to give it the authenticity that that character needed because that character is a humorous rated R type of anti-hero, basically. So I feel like this could potentially be a detriment. Now, Ryan Reynolds, as a writer for Deadpool 3, is not allowed to make any changes to the script during production at all. And he is known for improvising lines and coming up with jokes. He is a very humorous and witty person. And that's where you can see the huge uh, differences, I shouldn't say parallels, I should say differences between when he was the Green Lantern versus him being Deadpool. Like He embodies Deadpool. When you think of Deadpool, you think of Ryan Reynolds. When you think of Ryan Reynolds, you think of Deadpool. They're, it, it's a symbiotic relationship. They're, they're simpatico, whatever, you know. I just don't know how this is going to positively affect the... Um, the overall success and the writing of Deadpool 3. Like, he cannot make any changes. I don't know how I feel about that. Definitely tell me uh, your thoughts about this as well, because I think a lot of people on the internet were actually sharing the same sentiments as myself. Now, moving right along, we have got Lionsgate Films. Lionsgate Films has confirmed that they are going through in early stages of development for John Wick 5. I feel like John Wick 4 was the perfect send-off. I mean, that film was the single most successful John Wick film of the entire franchise. And like we talked about last week, it actually brought the John Wick franchise as a whole to an over $1 billion franchise. So, I don't know. This almost seems like a potential situation for that turn of phrase, you know, cut off your nose to spite your face. I don't know. This could be great because I absolutely adore Keanu Reeves. I think he has absolute, absolute goals. He's amazingness as a human being. So I really do want this to go well. I just don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like maybe John Wick 4 was the good stopping point, you know, but hey, I guess we're going to have to put a pin in that as well and reserve some judgment. On the Netflix side of news, Netflix apparently hired Arnold Schwarzenegger to be their chief action officer. I don't really know what that means. Um, as more information comes out about that, I will definitely let you know. But with all of the, the shady stuff going on right now and and everything like that, and the whole, the, 
like all the upcharging and all this controversy over password sharing it's like what are we doing what what are we doing here on netflix like do we need to sit down and have a chat like what what are we doing um you know you 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 guys are losing money and people are getting dissatisfied with your platform and then you go and hire a chief action officer in the form of arnold schwarzenegger <clears throat> now i i mean i i love his action films who who knows action more than him maybe sylvester stallone uh maybe that's it but but i mean i don't know i just don't what is going on i feel like the matrix was not just a hollywood film i feel like it was a social commentary documentary about where things are headed you tell me you tell me um also on the netflix side of things i briefly uh glossed over the whole password sharing thing well apparently netflix is going to begin charging for password sharing uh they've threatened this before but it's officially getting put into action they will charge seven dollars and 99 cents per month per one non-household member who is going to share your password. Uh, your premium plan for Netflix will let you add two um, non-household members at the same additional rate. I don't know. I think it's hilarious that Blockbuster on social media made fun of Netflix for this. Uh, rightly so. Rightly so. Um, on funner side of news, on the more fun side of news, Good Burger 2 is already in production. Uh, they were on set uh, for their filming locations on the East Coast. One such uh, location was in Rhode Island where... <coughs> Uh, celebrity investor Mark Cuban was spotted on the set. So this is kind of cool. I like seeing a lot of different roles and stuff go to where I'm from. So I definitely had to shine a spotlight on that. I am born and raised on the East Coast. I spent a lot of time in Rhode Island. You know, I, I was like 30 minutes from the border. So it was very, very easy. Love that. All right, so this has been your latest Hollywood news update. So apparently after I took my first break, my both of my remotes decided to, um, I don't know, it's like not really working. That's very interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. This is kind of the day that we have been having today. I'm not going to lie. Um, and these lights are super hot. All right. As promised, I have some recommendations for you guys. I am going to be starting some brand new content coming soon to my YouTube channel. I am super excited. This is going to be monthly content. Um, so today I'm going to give you guys a little sneak peek. I'm going to give you guys some recommendations today on this podcast. I was doing that for a while, but I kind of stopped and I wanted to bring that back a little bit. So recommendations on some stuff that I saw recently that I absolutely adored and I had to share with you guys. So one of the films that's in theaters and I believe you can uh, rent very soon is Super Mario Brothers. Highly recommend seeing the film. It was super cute. Such a good story. Feel good. You're entertained. Plus there's humor from playing the games. It's it's a lot of everything that you want where it doesn't rely too heavily on nostalgia. It doesn't have too modern of an agenda forced down your throat in the film. It's just a good all-around film that has just enough nostalgia, just enough callbacks to actually growing up playing the game, but also a really good story with a lot of really, really good subtlety in it. So highly recommend the humor and the subtlety. Definitely check out Super Mario Brothers. Next up is The Strain on Hulu. If you are into like zombie stuff and, and, and things like that and like apocalypse and occult and all kinds of stuff like this, then this is a film for you. There's actually some crossover parallels with the stuff that's going on with the CDC and our FBI today. Um, there's some stuff, uh, you know, definitely some parallels if you go ahead and watch The Strain on Hulu. And this came out before the pandemic. So it's very, very interesting how there's a, a real crossover for something that literally came out before 
stuff happens. Next up is on Netflix, you have FUBAR. I hope I'm saying that properly, but I went and I watched the whole entire season. I absolutely loved it. There was a lot of great action. Again, a lot of great subtlety, really, really good storytelling. I thought that um, Arnold Schwarzenegger did a great job at playing a father, uh, you know, a federal agent, as well as, you know, an ex-husband. I'm showing the complex nuances of family life and trying to maintain a professional life with also family safety and kind of feeling like you have to split yourself into multiple different pieces, which ultimately does not end well. Um, there was a lot of humor in it and a lot of just modern, you know, takes on different uh, subject matter. So highly recommend you check that out on Netflix. Next is Deadly Winter. This is um, a true crime docu-series, I guess I would label it, um, about different murders that have happened in wintertime. Uh, one of the first episodes takes place in Canton, Massachusetts. Um, so I highly recommend this. This is on Discovery um, and it's also on the ID Go if you have something like Sling uh, TV. And then last but not least, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I wanted to bring it up again because I liked both seasons a lot. Um, it is on HBO Max or now the Max app. It just seems so weird to say Max instead of HBO Max. It is The Flight Attendant starring Kaylee Cuoco. Um, I really enjoyed this series. I felt like it was... I want to say somewhat of a complete departure from her character as Penny on The Big Bang Theory, but there was also some nuances that really did show some of Penny in this new character in The Flight Attendant, but also the complete departure in the sense that there was so much more depth and dimension on somebody struggling with childhood trauma and addiction while trying to be a professional, getting caught up in something you, that you were just entirely unprepared for, and all of these different things. I felt there was so much realism and such good storytelling that kept you wanting to see the next episode and the next episode and the next episode. So those are my recommendations for this week. Now we are going to head into some feel-good news with myself and a sleepy Sally Sausage. You want to say hi to everybody? <laughs> are you giving mommy kisses? Everybody, this is Sally Sausage and she is going to be making a weekly, yeah, she is going to be making a weekly appearance with me on just giving you guys some feel-good news. Isn't that right? Yes. We can all use more of that. Some feel-good news in the world. It is so easy. I say this every week when we do motivation on my YouTube channel and on this podcast, but it legitimately, guys, it is so easy to get boggled down with negative news, negative information, brainwashing, indoctrination, feelings of inadequacy, feeling like you are just getting burnt out, uh, you know, like a, a candle getting burned at both ends, you're melting all over the place, you just feel so completely and utterly inadequate at everything that you're doing. Then you have all kinds of narcissism coming at you on social media, and then you get addicted to validation from people that don't even care. It's just this never-ending cycle of, you know, you're, ju you're just like trying to, you know, block all, all the shots that are coming your way. And that's very, very difficult to do sometimes. So that's where enter Feel Good News with myself and Sally Sausage. Um, she is definitely a sleepy wiener today. So I figured to wake her up a little bit, <clears throat> we're going to start off with some positive news. <laughs> hey, I promised you guys, you know, Taylor Hendricks in this, and that is totally me. I am so corny. I make no apologies for it. It's who I am, and it's why you guys love me. So I, I'm just going to be me, do me, be free with the authenticity. <laughs> um, Sally Sausage herself gives, gives this particular headline four paws up. Here we go. 
apparently there is a social media influencer by the name of Tucker, and he gives you lots of wagging tails, kisses, and fuzzy paws. Tucker is a golden retriever who earns over $1 million on social media uh, from sponsored ads on YouTube and Instagram. He is providing a life for his family, and honestly, I do have to say he is living his best life, and Sally Sausage gives that her own paws up. Kudos, if you want to check him out on Instagram, you can go to at Tucker Budzen. So T-U-C-K-E-R-B-U-D-Z-Y-N. Um, Tucker is an amazing golden retriever who's doing super cool things, living his best life with him and his forever family. <laughs> Apparently, there is something really cool going on in the restaurant world. Recently, we talked about Jaden Smith feeding um, homeless people in the Skid Row area with his own vegan restaurant. Well, now we have some more restaurateur news that is just feel-good news of people doing just genuinely good things in the world for a good reason. And I'm all about that. I love that. So apparently there is a restaurant called Brownies and Downies. Now, before you try to come at the name, <laughs> hear it out. Um, it is apparently giving people with disabilities meaningful jobs as part of their mission, which aims to reduce social stigmas associated with people with disabilities, uh, more specifically, special special abilities with Down syndrome. Um, the owner cites their passion to uplift people, and right now those are people with special abilities. I love this. You can find them on Instagram with at brownies and downies. I love this because one of my first ever best friends as a little girl was actually a, a woman that was much older than me um, who had Down syndrome. Her name was Tammy. And I used to see her every single week at the bowling alley when my family would go. I came from a huge family of bowlers, like <laughs> for a couple generations worth, right? And it was always one of my favorite parts of my week because I was a kid that got bullied just incessantly in school. And one of my favorite things throughout the week that I actually looked forward to was getting to hang out with my friend Tammy. Um, at the bowling alley every week who just so happened to be like 15 years older than me and had Down syndrome. And she was such an awesome friend and she just made me feel so good. And, you know, I, it was just my favorite part of my week growing up was getting to hang out with her. And I love this about brownies and downies because it's giving, it's giving, it, instead of just a quota to fill, which is, is the basic thing for a lot of companies, brownies and downies is actually giving meaningful employment and trying to shatter the stigmas of people with disabilities to help them live enriched, meaningful, productive lives as key members of society. I love that. Kudos to brownies and downies. All right. Apparently, I did not know this. Um, obviously, I grew up in Massachusetts, so we were, were all big Celtics fans. But apparently, uh, while he was on the the Bulls, um, Dennis Rodman, every time he went to Boston throughout the 1990s as part of the Bulls, apparently bought like everything at Toys R Us and would always deliver it to the Boston Children's Hospital. I love this. He never mentioned it ever to the media. I only recently found out about this story. And I know that there's a lot of controversy surrounding Dennis Rodman and all kinds of other athletes and stuff. But I feel like today a lot of people do good things so that they can get a rub from it. You know what I mean? They're not doing it because it's the right thing to do. They're, they're doing it for, an, a, you know, a selfish or narcissistic reason, right? You know, some sort of publicity or whatever. I love the fact that Dennis Rodman apparently did this every time he would play in Boston and he never told the media about it. Like, imagine how many kids at the Children's Hospital throughout his tenure in the 90s who he got toys for. 
and and never sought anything in return other than he thought it was the right thing to do and it was a, a kindness to pay it forward i absolutely love that i think that is the epitome of feel-good news let me know your thoughts um on my youtube channel below all right moving right along into some world news we had some feel-good news now we're going to get into some aww and some oh news you know all the feels all the emotions let's dive right on in world news here we go um apparently in quincy massachusetts i'm loving i'm loving the east coast today um they recently had a massachusetts billionaire who from quincy massachusetts by the name of rob hale he apparently delivered a 2023 commencement speech for the graduating class of 2023 at umass boston and after giving his commencement speech when they all each each individual graduating went up to get their diploma and their handshake they were also given two envelopes one each for 500 so each person graduating in the 2023 class this year at UMass Boston was gifted $1,000 from Massachusetts billionaire Rob Hale. The idea of the two different envelopes, one each containing $500, was the idea of maybe them keeping one and donating the other to charity. Um, I love this. I love this. This That was definitely not the vibe at other commencement speeches and other graduating ceremonies. So that was really, really cool. I bet a lot of those, those people graduating that day, all those students did not expect that. So a really cool act of kindness. Um, on the other side of things is from Mexico. Apparently, two Mexico entrepreneurs by the name of Adrian and Marte, um, and they invented this new type of vegan leather. Now, before you come at me, just hear me out. It is called Deserto, D-E-S-S-E-R-T-O. Um, it is a sustainable uh, material free from toxic chemicals and looks and feels like real leather and can come in different colors. <clears throat> they made it from a nopal cactus. Um, and apparently this is a cactus that is very sustainable because it does not, it doesn't have a lot of maintenance involved. Apparently it needs very little water and they found a clean way to actually turn this into something that looks like real legitimate leather, but it's completely vegan. Uh, for more information on the two entrepreneurs and their product, Deserto, you can go to deserto.com. That's D-E-S-S-E-R-T-O for more, deserto.com. Apparently, this summer, you can take a Harry Potter-themed train from Boston to New York. Um, I think this is pretty darn cool. I um, It looks legitimate. You can go to um, Boston Bucket List on Instagram for more information on this, but it looks super cool. You, you know, you're not going to, you know, go onto a platform of nine and three fourths, but you could have a really fun immersive experience from Boston to New York, which sounds like a really good way to travel the three to four hours, depending on traffic. All right, onto the other side of the world, we have got Singapore. Singapore is officially one of the cleanest cities in the world. And in case you wanna stop there, here's something you may wanna know. What are the reasons why it is one of the single most cleanest cities in the entire world, bar none, is because it enforces uh, you know, anti-littering uh, by a fine of $2,000. And repeat offenders could even potentially spend time in prison. Uh, so definitely that's a good case for, you know, not only not littering, but also knowing the rules of the places that you're going to travel to. But kudos to Singapore. That is awesome. I would, I would love to see more of that out in the world, you know. Um, also on the side of news this week is, again, the United States. So we're going to leave Singapore and Mexico and head back into the United States. 
<laughs> for a bunch of foods that are soon to be illegal in the United States and certainly are getting banned in California and quite possibly soon New York. Um, a lot of the chemicals that are in these particular foods and drinks and so forth and even certain sunscreens are connected to things like cancer, thyroid issues, brain damage, weight gain, DNA damage from mitochondrial DNA and so so, 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 so much more. I've been bringing this up more and more on this podcast and on my YouTube channel, but I think I'm not trying to do that to be negative. I'm doing that to bring awareness to the stuff that's in our laundry, in our clothes, in our air, in our water, and in our foods and cosmetics and everything else. So, <laughs> on the chopping block are as follows for various chemicals and things that are found in these foods. Jello, Nerds, Peeps. Bread from KFC, Subway, McDonald's, and Domino's. <clears throat> Say bye-bye to Starburst, to Totino's Pizza Rolls, um, citrus and orange-flavored sodas, Pop-Tarts, Oreo cereals, which I didn't even know was a thing. Like, I had no idea Oreos made a cereal. Uh, Little Debbie's Honey Buns, Hostess Donuts, Pillsbury Toaster Scrambles. I've never actually even heard of that. Um, and more. These have already uh, been banned in California after a bill was passed. Now, a new bill is being presented in New York, which will potentially um, outlaw these and many other foods that have uh, the five to eight toxic ingredients, including red dye number three, um, a yellow dye, and all kinds of polypropylenes and everything else. So good riddance. And I think what's, you know, what makes this not only world news worthy, um, besides the fact that it's in the United States and not all of my fans and listeners are from the U.S., uh, what I find makes this world news worthy is also the fact that you can buy these things in Europe, in the U.K., for example. In the European Union, they sell a lot of this stuff sands those chemicals. So there's no excuse for why these companies are still packaging it and making it this way with all of these toxic chemicals, just specifically for the United States. But when they want to sell it elsewhere, they make it with all the toxic stuff. So I think it, I think it's about time um, our food industry and uh, Big Pharma and everybody else starts answering some, uh, some very important phone calls from the American people. Because do not forget, we're supposed to be a government of the people, for the people, by the people, um, to protect, you know, the country from threats both foreign and domestic. But I guess when you don't teach people real history, they are doomed to repeat it. <laughs> Case in point. Uh, one of the ways we are going to round out world news this week is with Barbie. Uh, we are getting a little late in the podcast, so I'm going to start skipping some topics here. But this one was kind of funny to me. So Barbie apparently caused a massive worldwide shortage. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> this this is hilarious. Um, Barbie, apparently the Barbie film on set used so much pink paint that it caused a huge worldwide international shortage of pink, uh, fluorescent pink Roscoe paint. Yeah, you heard that right. The Barbie movie caused a paint shortage of fluorescent pink Roscoe paint. Um, would have never thought. Would have never thought. But then again, I am still waiting to own the 1979 Barbie dream house. I'm so mad that I lost it. <laughs> so hey, who am I to judge? Um, apparently there are whistleblowers who used to be, they are former USDA scientists and they are warning you not to buy the ground beef that is sold in grocery stores and supermarkets. Apparently, according to them, 70% of the ground beef has this, what they call pink slime, which is basically all of these, um, th these 
trimmings and so forth that were only once only used in dog food and cooking oils they're now spraying it with ammonia and creating like this pink slime stuff to basically be used as a cheap filler to you know produce more of the ground beef um which to me it looks disgusting i watched a video on how like certain fast food chains how their burgers are actually like made into burgers before they get to the various franchisee locations and stuff it will make your skin crawl so these former um usda people warn you not to buy it and to make your own ground beef instead um they said quote 70 percent of the ground beef is uh sprayed with this pink uh has inserted uh pink slime that is sprayed with ammonia that used to only be in certain dog foods and cooking oils. Um, the CEO of ChatGPT, he warns that AI poses a risk of extinction that could be on par with a pandemic and or nuclear war. He is one of over 300 signatories that are trying to force governments around the world to come up with some sort of game plan to ensure that AI does not ensure mutually... Uh, assured destruction of the human race, basically. Um, can I just say I told you so? Like, we have been talking about this for weeks, the huge threat posed by AI. And if the CEO of ChatGPT is even one of the signatories, I think there's, there's really something. And the godfather of AI is already resigned and says he regrets his life's work of working to develop AI. So this is definitely something we should be paying a lot more attention to. Now we're going to head into some, did you know, uh, because I feel like we need to do this more often because then we can all be teaching each other new things. Um, <clears throat> this episode is getting to be really long this week, so I want to make sure we have time for motivation. So I had a lot more topics for Did You Know, but we're going to we're gonna cut that down just a little bit and save some extra stuff for next week so we can do the bread and butter of the podcast, which is, of course, motivation. All right. <clears throat> Did You Know? Because here we go. Uh, I really feel like I should rename this to uh, things they don't teach you in school but should. Uh, but for now, it's going to be Did You Know? <laughs> Did you know that propaganda about the United States to U.S. citizens was technically illegal until 2012? Yeah. They definitely did not teach you that in school, did they? Apparently, there was a rewrite of a uh, of an infamous piece of legislature called the Smith-Munt Act. And this is an act that was passed in the 1940s preventing the federal government from uh, using propaganda about its own country to its own citizens. Um, and this is very, very interesting because this was overturned, basically, in a manner, manner of speaking, <laughs> in 2012, making it legal for our government to blatantly lie to our faces, even though they are a government of the people, for the people, by the people, sworn to protect the country and its people from threats both foreign and domestic. They work for you under your tax dollars. And what they want you to forget, and it's the reason why they don't teach you history, because you're doomed to repeat it unless you know it. Uh, they don't teach this this in school anymore because they don't want the people to be empowered with information. They don't want you to know that you have the right to th overthrow the government. Um, as a U.S. citizen who is registered to vote, you have the right to overthrow the government to provide new guards for the future security. If there has been an established pattern of abuse of power from your government that has reduced you to, quote, absolute despotism, which is kind of what we're seeing in America right now. But are they teaching you that in school? Are they teaching you that as a part of the Declaration of Independence? 
probably not. Um, and that goes to this Smith-Munt Act. Um, in the 1940s, the law was passed so that the government could not do that, but it was officially rewritten in 2012 to allow the government to actually submit you to tons of propaganda about your own country. Very, very interesting. Um, a, um, a Nobel Prize winner, did you know this? Otto Warburg, who was a Nobel Prize winner, uh, he discovered in the 1920s that cancer cells require over 400 times the amount of glucose, uh, glucose than regular cells. Did you know that? I did not. Apparently this is called the Warburg effect. And it basically figures out a way to actually starve cancer by eliminating certain types of carbs and sugars. We knew this in the 1920s, but yet we still have people undergoing all kinds of radical chemical radiation treatments and all kinds of harmful ph pharmaceuticals and everything else. But we knew this apparently back in the 1920s and he won a Nobel Prize. Did you know that? <laughs> apparently, uh, Apparently, there is a new scam going on. Not only do you have people stealing um, Kias and Hyundais, <laughs> now there's apparently a key fob scam. So apparently, you know your, your clicker for your car, you get, it's called a key fob, I guess. Well, apparently there are now these signal jammers. And what's happening is when you're leaving your car, say you're going into the supermarket or, you know, you're, you're, you're parking your car and you have to walk from the, you know, parking lot to whatever establishment you're going, for example, right? Well, apparently when you leave and if you're somebody who, you know, is aware of their surroundings, you're going to lock your car, right? With your little key fob. Well, apparently there are now um, key fob signal jammers. So this is a great way for uh, people to rob you and or steal your car. Because what's going to happen is when you're walking away and you're pressing your, your key fob to lock your car, they're actually jamming the signal without you knowing it. So then your car is not locked. So they can hide in your car, steal items out of your car or steal your car. All three are not very good scenarios, so they actually recommend <coughs> you to start manually locking your car to prevent the signal from being jammed and you being hijacked, you being taken, kidnapped, stolen, etc., etc. Oh man, what is the world coming to? I mean, now you can't even <laughs> uh, trust your own key. Um, I brought this up before on this podcast and on my YouTube channel, but I want to bring it up again because, you know, the more times you hear something, the more likely you're to, you are to remember it. That's scientifically proven. Um, you want to avoid any sort of produce, be it fruit or vegetable, where the barcode number starts with the number four. The number four um, at the beginning of the barcode suggests that it's been genetically engineered and modified and sprayed with all kinds of herbicides and pesticides that are endocrine disruptors. They cause hormonal imbalances, gut problems, brain inflammation, and so much more. What you want to do is buy produce, be it fruits or vegetables, that start with the number nine on the barcode. Number nine is supposed to be certified organic. All right, and last but not least is something a little bit creepy because it is relevant. And I remember like this little girl's face haunting my entire childhood because everywhere I went, no matter where I was on the East Coast, her face was plastered on the TV, plastered in newspapers, magazines, <coughs> everything. Everywhere I went as a little girl, I saw John Benet Ramsey's face everywhere. It terrified me. Like growing up, she was like the boogeyman for me because I just thought it was so scary that this little girl could just go missing and like no one knew where she was. And like there was all, all his media attention and smearing and all kinds of stuff going on. Like that was scary. Like for me, that was scary in my childhood. Well, apparently there was a photo that is making its rounds on social media that is actually suggesting 
And I do have to say that it looks to be true that Ghislaine Maxwell, who was one of the right hands of Jeffrey Epstein, was caught in a photo next to John Benet Ramsey. So it starts to make you think, especially because there is apparently links between her and Jeffrey Epstein to the Madeleine McCain, which was another missing girl. Um, we, man. And that is going to lead us into some much needed motivation. <laughs> okay, motivation time. Here we go. We are going to round out this podcast with your daily, weekly, monthly dose of motivation because I say it every week and every week I mean it. Consistency will take you places that motivation alone cannot. We have been talking about breaking generational curses and passing down generational wealth and prosperity and, you know, success and health and happiness instead of generational trauma. Um, and that's not going to create a lot of friends. A lot of people have a vested interest in your silence. We got to say F the victim Olympics, give it the middle finger and start working on being all that we can be. As individuals, don't pay any mind to keeping up with the Joneses. Don't pay any mind to all the out outward seeking validation and outright extreme narcissism that you see every single day on social media. The only people that are going to look out for you and your direct family are you. Nobody else is going to look out for your kids better than you, okay? We all need to strive to achieve our own individual goals as individuals, but we also need to work on being the adults we needed as children. This is what we've been talking about over the last few weeks of crushing some serious goals to continuously being proving ourselves to be the best version of ourselves that has ever existed. We should never be ashamed of past versions of ourselves because we were doing the best we could with the information we had at the time. And you needed those past versions of yourself to become the person you are right now listening to this. And the person you are now and the decisions you're making right now are going to dictate the direction of your life five years from now and the person who you are going to be five years from now. The people you surround yourself with, the things you allow into your environment, like the stuff you absorb, the stuff you eat, the advice you take, the stuff that you do, it all directly affects your trajectory. This is why I always say, <clears throat> and I know I've said it on here before, but I want to say it again. You are always one decision away from a completely different life. So why not make sure that's a good life, right? Like, let's be the adult we needed as children. That's not easy. It's not going to make you a ton of friends, but you have to know you're worth it, okay? Not everyone is going to be before you, and that's okay. There are billions of people in the world that are going to be people that don't like you, and that's okay. The only thing that is your best friend is information, okay? <laughs> the only thing that cannot be enslaved is an educated mind, okay? Sometimes there is going to be somebody out there who's holding your breath, holding their breath, waiting for you to fail. So make sure they suffocate, okay? You've got places to be. You've got somebody you're becoming, and there are people that may not even exist yet that are relying on you to make the best possible decisions you can, be it personally, professionally, financially, health-wise, everything. All of that ends up getting passed down. So make sure what you're passing down is good. A lot of times families from generation to generation to generation stay in poverty, not because of the rigged system, which you know does play a role, but because of the habits they pass down, whether it's the type of diets, the type of mental capacity, the type of decision-making skills. We pass all of that down. So make sure what you're passing down is worth receiving. Stop just passing down a bad bill of goods and going, oh, well, I went through it so you can too, kid. 
Like, let's just cut the shizit, okay? Some people are not meant to go along for the ride with you. Not everybody riding with you is for you. We've already talked about how some people have a vested interest in your silence. And you got to just get those people out of your life, out of your, your sphere of influence, out of your circle, out of your environment. There are people that will drain the loving, nice, amazing personality that you have and then blame you when you change. They never want to admit the role that they played in you changing. So eliminate those people from your life and start working on being the best version of you that ever existed. Your future self deserves it. Your future kids deserve it. If you have kids right now, they deserve it. Let's face it. None of us, you know, follow the whole do as I say, not as I do. Growing up, we always saw and did what we saw was being done. So if you are showing, you know, good values, good mental game, good you know, decision-making skills, good discernment, good health, good happiness, good integrity, good self-love. Your kids are far more likely to have those qualities as well because they see you embodying it. If they don't see you loving yourself, if they don't see you having good decision-making skills, if they don't see you being good with your money, good with your health decisions, and good with the people around you, then they're going to end up making some of the same mistakes you did for one of two reasons. One, they're going to make the exact same mistakes as you. Or two, they're going to try so hard to be the opposite of you that they indirectly make the same mistakes as you, even though they weren't trying to. It's because what you subconsciously think of, you end up attracting. That's why there's always people that go, oh, nothing ever seems to work out for me. Well, gee, look at your attitude. I wonder why. Or, you know, you'll hear people say, oh, all so-and-sos are trash. Maybe not all so-and-sos are trash. Maybe it's just the ones that you're attracted to, or maybe it's just the ones that you choose. What it is about you that you have not fixed in yourself that makes you choose those type of people or that sort of environment, okay? If you keep making the same mistake over and over and over, then the problem's probably you. You don't want to pass that sort of shizit down, do you? Is that the kind of life you want for your future family 20 years from now, 30 years from now, for your kids, your grandkids, your great-grandkids, and your great-great-grandkids? Or do you want to pass down the best version of you that ever existed? A lot of the wealthy families stay wealthy because they teach what they have found. A lot of people aren't taught how to be wealthy. You have to go out and seek that information. Not everyone is taught how to be healthy. You have to go out and seek that information. Not every, some people are not going to help you even if they have the know-how to help you because they have to protect themselves. That's why some people stay silent even when they know something's wrong, okay? Not everybody riding with you is for you. Some people have a vested interest in your silence, okay? You know better than anybody else who you are. Nobody else has lived one second of your life except you, yet I see so many people just crumble, crushed, like, ugh, like the weight of the world is on them. When they get any sort of negative comment on social media, be it YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, so many people value and base their own self-worth and value onto the fickle opinions and likes of others. These people have not lived your life, okay? They probably want you to fail because that makes them feel better about their own life choices. Again, a vested interest in your silence, in you not being successful, in you not having the ability to pass down generational wealth, prosperity, happiness, health, and just all around success, all right? <clears throat> Stop giving these kinds of people that kind of power over you. Not everybody 
is meant to go on this amazing journey that you are now on just by watching and listening to this, okay? You are already on, so far ahead of everybody else that is still playing with the Keeping Up With The Joneses game. You guys are so far ahead. Do not sell yourself short. Realize the amazing journey of information that you are on right now because who you are today, I can almost guarantee you, is not the same person you were a year ago, two years ago, five years ago. If you are listening to this, I know for a fact you are not the same person because I know I'm not the same person. And that is an amazing journey worth living. Just like J.M. Berry said, to live will be an awfully big adventure. And it is. It is. If what you are trying to achieve right now was easy, everybody would have it. But not everybody has it. Why? Because it's not easy. Everybody wants to take that magic pill, the get rich quick, the get six minute abs and all this other stuff. Nobody wants to put in the work to, for the daily rent of the success that they want. But that's what you're on the journey to doing right now, okay? Nobody trashes your name more than someone who's afraid you'll tell people the truth. And again, that's why they do not want you to succeed. That's, not, that's why they don't want you to pass down wealth and prosperity and happiness and information. They want you to stay silent. When, when you're on a journey like this, everything you do will be misunderstood by the people that are not meant to be on this journey with you. Okay, we're living in a world where people want you to be uneducated and medicated because those are the easiest people to control. You can be a lion or you can be a sheep. A sheep is not going to have the same abilities to protect its family as a lion. I want you guys to be lions of your family. I want you guys to be fierce, amazing, successful individuals that are ultimately going to be something that nobody else was able to be for them, but they were able to figure it out and embody for themselves. That is powerful, but I can't want that for you more than you want that for you. Okay. You've got places to be. You are becoming somebody. Don't stop. Keep going. You have got this. And you are on such an amazing path of just freedom, of information, of health, of happiness, of confidence, prosperity. You don't just deserve those things. Those things you earn. You pay the daily rent for those things. So don't let anybody stall you, delay you, or stop you on this amazing journey that I know that you are now on, okay? You've got places to go. You've got places to be. You do not have time for anybody else's shizit. After all, you can't do epic shizit with basic people. All right, everyone, this has been the latest episode of the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast with yours truly and Sally Sausage coming to you live every single Tuesday as part of the brand family. I want to say thank you so much for everyone who joins me every week on this podcast, as well as weekly on my YouTube channel, which is on one of the links on the sides. And of course, everybody that orders cameos from me on cameo.com slash Taylor Hendricks. For $10, you get a video that's at least a minimum of 90 seconds long. And every video helps me donate to various charities including the ASPCA, St. Jude's Hospital, the Wounded Warriors Project, Clean Water, and so much more. Until next week, everyone. Talk soon.